You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good evening. Welcome to Love Logical DNA Not Required. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live from Podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Love Logical DNA Not Required. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live from Podcast Detroit Royal Oak Studios. We are looking forward to intriguing and entertaining you every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Let me start today's show by saying thank you for joining our family, which is biological by nature, love logical by choice, DNA not required. Well, hello, hello, hello. This is Michelle L. Anderson coming to you live, as I just said, from Love Logical, DNA not required here at the podcast Detroit Royal Oak Studios. And I have been very blessed with having Miss Shanita Gary here with me today. (laughs) Same here. (laughs) Same here. And Shanita has brought her long-term love logical sister, Miss Tam Lathan. You want to say hello? Hello, everyone. Shanita is... I met Shanita last year mm-hmm. and at Enjoy Detroit. Right. One of our favorite people. Yes, one of our favorite, <laughs> favorite people. And meeting her has been a true blessing to me because she is actually everything that I strive for. Even though she's younger than me, you can you know, you can learn from people who are younger than you, who have actually moved their way up into a place where you would like to be. And I watch her and I really try to figure out how she manages to get so many more hours into her day than what the average person um, does. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that she has been cloned and just has not um, shared that with us because if you look, you see her everywhere and with everybody. She's involved in politics. She's a community activist. She is an entrepreneur extraordinaire. You know, she um, she's a mom. She's just she she's just everything that you could possibly think of. And she's definitely everything love logical because she treats her friends she treats her community she treats her entrepreneurial sisters her clients and everyone like family because yeah, that's why i'm a crybaby so we can just stop here. <laughs> <laughs> i'm over here trying to hold it together so yes. she was also listed as one of the top 10 business women in michigan last year correct, that's correct. yes with nabo Yes, with Navo, and you the just Spirit Award. Yeah, yeah, you just saw, you know, so she's been receiving all type of accolades, and I kind of watch her through Facebook, and I'm like, wow, she's everywhere. She is, isn't she? <laughs> she, is she really everywhere. is. But there's that personal side of her that we really don't get to see a lot of. Um, her personal, like her family and things like that. She has her kids out there with her, but we've learned that she has a love logical sister where they've been together. You see, over twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you guys met. Um, so I can you hear me. Okay, yeah. So I moved um on the west side of Memorial and Schoolcraft, maybe nineteen ninety six, June of ninety six. Mm-hmm. And I met her mom first, mm-hmm. <laughs> and her kids are the same age as my kids, so naturally, you know, they grew up together. Mm-hmm. And her mom just became like my mom, really protective because I was only twenty or twenty one, so I was the youngest homeowner on that block. Okay. So initially, I think it was to watch me and say, "Hey, you better not come over here with the party and all that." <laughs> But then uh, her mom fell in love with me and the kids, and she just became like a protector. And um, then I met Tamara because she had moved to Atlanta, Mm -hmm. and I always see her like back and forth. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I was more interactive with her kids and her mom. And once she moved back from Atlanta, we became friends and been thick as thieves. Well, not thieves. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. We're not overly sensitive here. (laughs) And we've been sisters ever since. Yep. 
Going so, everywhere, doing everything, having fun, just conversing on the phone, keeping up with each other, staying each other's lives. I just yeah. got on her about not going to uh, her daughter's event that <laughs> she yeah. forgot to tell me about. <laughs> yeah, what because I to it's like a lot of things that um, I may remember last minute, I may do last minute, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to, you know, put that pressure, that rush on everybody else. So some things I do forget and then things like that. I know that they love my daughter, so mm-hmm. not to be insensitive or anything like that. <laughs> I just, I just said no, not this time. I'm not going to rush them. So I said I'm going to create a page for her events, my mm-hmm. daughter's events, and then that way they can keep up. But I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I think, Tam, it sounds to me like you don't mind being rushed. No, I don't. All right. I, know. I, I am so last minute. I don't <laughs> even care about doing anything. She can call me Friday and say, Tam, I want to go out the country. Let's go. <laughs> That's where I'm at. You know what? I'm I'm the same way, though, because your schedule gets so busy. So last minute sometimes is the best way it is. Mm-hmm. to find out about things because then that's like, okay, I just, I have this moment open. I want to go, right? you know, and there's so many events. There's so many events. Yes. And you that's know? what it was. Um, I think the night before or I don't know, like the Black Caucus event. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so much going on. I was exhausted. So <laughs> I was like, everybody else must be tired because I'm tired. <laughs> If I wasn't out of town, I would have made that event order too because I really wanted to go to that. I wanted to go to the Black Caucus event. Um, That was this past Friday. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to go as well, but I had a family member that was very close to me that had a stroke. So I've been really helping out and doing a lot. So I've lost a lot of time and, you know, I'm catching up on things now, even though I'm still helping to take care of him. I'm still trying to catch up on the stuff when I didn't have time to last week. Right. Yeah. And and that's, you know, and that's really like life, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just say sometimes, like, that's God slowing us down mm-hmm. and making us pay attention to the things that's really important. And we feel like it's interrupting time. But sometimes those are things that's saving our lives, really, because it's slowing us down. So, yes. unfortunately, you know, sorry to hear about his health. Hopefully he's doing better. But... When I get that, now I'm just like, okay, I, I have to take everything and turn to a positive because yes. that negative will just drain it you. It will drain you. And people don't realize that if you allow yourself to get caught up in the negative, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to pull yourself out of negative. Yeah. So you really have to learn how to pull yourself out. Yes. But he's going to have three months of of physical therapy, okay. speech therapy. And his neurologist told me yesterday that he is going to be okay. He should be back to normal within three months. Okay. okay. So that that's a blessing that within a itself. Blessing. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, living so far away from each other and trying to go there. Yeah. But I truly appreciate your understanding. Oh, yeah. I truly appreciate that, you know. Yeah. So tell me, what is your best memory of the two of you, let's say, 10 years ago? What is your best memory Hmm. 10 years ago. So that's when we were. I can't even remember yesterday. We came back from Atlanta, and I think um, that's when we really, like, I think we just went for a simple meal. And we may have talked like five, six hours, like, just there, just talking about the kids and life. uh, That's where we really bonded. And from there, everything. Yeah. So from there, like, it's just jumping the car or on the phone or. So it's the same thing that we do constantly and, like, even with my other friends. You know, sometimes you have to keep mm-hmm. friends separate and whatever. You know, I call her. She can come with any of my friends because, right. <laughs> you know, she's there. She, you know, along with everybody. So, <laughs> I'm along with it, everyone. Even if she don't like them, you know, we still have a good time. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm not going to that one anymore. But, you know, we just bonded and... um yeah. I really wasn't expecting that because, like I said, I saw her come and go. And then I had kind of, like, stolen her mom. So I was trying to make a decision. Like, do I have to pick one? Then when I saw I had to pick one, I could have both. So you yeah. had a mom and a sister mm-hmm. at the deal. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, the yes. whole family. She oh, yeah. Inherited two children. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she loves my boys. And when yeah. I had my daughter, she was about to be 13 now. Mm-hmm. As soon as I brought her home, she whispered in her ear, did the prayer. Because she's a, is she evangelist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's she'll pull that gun on like two point two seconds. But she's, <laughs> she, 
She's in the ambulance too. I live yeah. across the street. Like, Shanita, who's that near your garage, baby? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sleepy. <laughs> My mother be on everything. <laughs> but yeah, she is. She she's a really good lady. And her yeah. husband, um, Tamara's father, Mr. Jack, before he passed, they were like the team. So you know, I loved him too. Um, I don't know, and they were strangely. They lived on the side of me, mm-hmm. and I lived on that street for like seventeen years. Those are the only neighbors I really got to know. Wow! <laughs> so the rest of my neighbors I really didn't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, I still don't even to this day. <laughs> <laughs> really don't. But her mom made it her business to um, know everybody to, on the block, to know them, yeah, and to know me, and mm-hmm. you know, just become the protector of the mom. Right. I mean, she was a young lady on the block with her children, so my mother was definitely going to be right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's definitely how she is. Yeah, because my boys were maybe four and six years old when I moved there. Mm-hmm. So now they're grown. Um, one will be 28 and married this year, and the other one will be 25. <laughs> yeah. I got to see him graduate. So- <laughs> <laughs> Go to prom with two twins. <laughs> So, yeah, so like you, um, like we discussed, like it doesn't always have to be um, blood. I had another friend that couldn't make it today because of work. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've been knowing her since third grade. Okay. And we're just sisters. And so, uh, you know, she's doing things now. She's getting back into politics. But we just, whatever's going on in our schedule, she's married, she's busy. But we always, I don't care if it's for an hour, we make sure at least once a month we're seeing each other. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Stay in touch. You got to talk. See what's going on. If you're going through something, if you need me, I'm there for you, whether Mm -hmm. it's mentally, if you need me to help you do something physically at the house or anywhere or financially, I got your back. That's what sisters is for. That is. That's what sisters are. I've been blessed to have. (laughs) I've been blessed to have them like, if I call, it's like really no question. Like, Mm -hmm. where, what what do you need? So, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the other person that was going to come, you know, she drives DLT. So she's mm-hmm. on midnight. So I just couldn't even do it. To, I really couldn't do it to her. But um, I've been knowing her since I moved to Detroit. So that was around the same time when I was 10 years old. And we don't even have names anymore. We just call each other cousin. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's, that's really... Um, that's the biggest part of my family. Although our family is not really huge. Mm-hmm. But my friends that became my family... They still are, you know, long term. It's very few people that I have lost. And um, oh, you're blessed. And, you're yeah. blessed. Yes. And I'm grateful really for is. that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So when you came with the love logical, like it, it just made, it was just common sense. That's what it is. <laughs> and I'm quite sure it's that way for a lot of people. Um, since we can't choose our family, yeah. you know, that's a blessing to people too when people come into their lives and, um, and bless them. And we fall, you know, we may fall in or out or whatever, but it's never to the point where I can't come back and like, okay, you better get over it because I want to do this or that. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But that's a true, that's a true friendship when you get to a point to where you can, you can fall out and then bring it back together again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to fall out for long. No, uh, yeah, that, not- that's a true friendship. Yeah. You know, you never really truly walk away from f- friends. No. Exactly. Right. You don't. You, you walk don't. away from things that you don't supposed to have in your life. Right. 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 But you don't normally walk away from friends. And no. that's 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 a blessing within itself. You go through the 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 ups and the downs mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. yeah. Then get right back together, act like nothing ever happened. And like keep nothing going. ever happened. So yeah. both of you are entrepreneurs. That is correct. Yes. How did that happen? Was it just was it life or did did one kind of help pull the other one in the other in that direction? I think was I started already. first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I started okay. first. Mm-hmm. I um I started in IT. I'm an IT professional. I'm director of IT and I um decided to open up my own consulting company. And I started doing IT consulting for a lot of different businesses here in Michigan, businesses in Atlanta, Georgia, and in mm-hmm. Florida. Okay. So um, slowly getting back to doing that again here, but my hours kind of keep me tied up because I'm traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. But I also opened up a landscaping service, which my husband runs the landscaping service, and he's doing pretty decent at that. Okay. Now we're going to start a trucking company. Okay. Because <laughs> he wants to drive a truck. He wants to got his CDLs, and he wants to probably, I think our sons is going to take over landscaping business, and he's going to go ahead and start running the trucking company with my brother, because my brother's already doing it right now. Okay. So uh, we're trying to get our hands into everything, and the next thing is real estate. 
I mean, it's just so much opportunity out here. I don't want to just let everybody else get it. I want my hands in every little thing I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning more from Shanita now that she's really out there in the professional field doing a lot of stuff. So I'm mm-hmm. picking up on the things that she's doing and getting more ideas and broadening my horizons. Okay. That sounds really good. Um, you know, if you need any any help or anything when it comes to the trucking company, I'll be more than happy to share my knowledge with you. Awesome. Because I'm the freight manager for my ex-husband's um, semi. That is oh. awesome. Yes. My daughter so. just said the same thing. She's a dispatcher. Mm-hmm. So she says, we want some extra loads. We can send loads your way, too. Yes. So that's good. See, yes. networking yes. is perfect. It is. <laughs> it, it, you know, everything like, works itself out okay. because the trucking company is also a roller coaster um, company, you know, network of companies because – Loads go up and they go down. You know, exactly. sometimes you'll see a load that's almost four dollars, you know, a mile, and then next thing you know, it's a dollar fifty. Exactly. Yes. Yep. We do so know yes. that, and mm-hmm. uh, we do try and decide on which way we want to go. I think we're going to do flatbed hauling. Okay. Now, that's a little good bit money. <laughs> that's yeah. very good money with flatbed. <laughs> exactly. Very. Yes. He's doing tow truck right now, so we're going to move into uh, flatbed hauling and go from there and see if we can get us a fleet going. All right. Just keep going. All right. It's a lot that of opportunity good. out here. You just got to have imagination, the business plan, the thought process to make it happen. And just, you know, what's working work. together makes a big mm-hmm. difference. It you makes a big difference. You can't do it all difference. by yourself. You definitely need help. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's why I, I so. called Shanita recently and was like, okay, I, I need to figure this out. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do it? How did you do it? I need help because it's growing. So. Definitely, you you yeah, had, I get that you had call a, good, a lot. The, you do the help, because I'm gonna name it the hot, the helpline. But yeah, I don't mind. You know, if I, if I don't know, I will find somebody who does know or something like. We will definitely figure it out because um, I do want to make sure I'm surrounding my people. I mean, myself with people that are going the same direction mm-hmm. that exactly. I'm going in. Um, I'm not trying to compete with anyone. I'm not trying to even leave anyone behind if right. possible. Right. So, um, you know, with everything that goes on as an, I, I consider myself still new to mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. but it's always been in my blood. So that's why it didn't work out like at a job or something. Like I would always rise to the star or top performer, but it just felt like, you know, this is for someone else. And I'm not going to wait to get a raise or mm-hmm. to you feel I'm worthy to get a promotion. Those are my mindsets. And I'm like, you know, that's not fair. You have somebody else's job <laughs> or mm-hmm. somebody else's company. But it was just that inner entrepreneur nagging at me like, okay, when are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. When are you going to do it? And I grew up with a great-grandmother and a great-great-grandmother that were both entrepreneurs. I was going to ask you that. What did they do? <clears throat> so um, <laughs> we lived in Alabama. And they had land, um, I'm going to say maybe six miles property of land. It was a lot of land mm-hmm. um, that had been brought coming out of slavery. And my great-grandmother, uh, she she had her own, like, um, garden, foods and stuff. But she was a bootlegger, so she's a okay. liquor. <laughs> All right. Okay. And she, on the top of the hill, she built a club. And on the weekend, you know, they ran the club. So speakeasy? Kind of like a speakeasy? Um, a drew joint, not a color a, purple, a <laughs> but yeah, not color purple, but a little bit more upscale. But um, okay, <clears throat> she had that the club, mm-hmm. and you know where we lived, we had the um, uh, you know the house, so someone could come check on us or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, she actually came to Michigan to get her cosmetology license, so she was the only licensed cos- cosmetology. In that town. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the black people lived at the bottom of the hill. The white people lived at the top of the hill. But um, her name was Charlie Rose Anderson. And she had the utmost respect of everybody in town, black or white, Mm -hmm. because she definitely handled her business. Charlie Rose Anderson. Anderson. Yes. Yes, And, you know, she also made money off the land because she could rent that land out to people who wanted to um, put trailers on there. Uh So, you know. And some Don't people want to. Grandma? Oh, yeah. She was about <laughs> that money. <laughs> oh, she was about her money. And, you yes. know, some people want to buy it and build a home on mm-hmm. it. It was plenty of land. So um, that's what they did. And, you know, as a um, two black women, they were they were the town entrepreneurs. And she, you know, had the two maids. She mm-hmm. had a driver. So it was kind of like a country version of Dallas Knox Landing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, I always want to recreate that in this time, you know. So 
when I get to um, a certain point, maybe movie or play or book or something, mm-hmm. and, you know, and recreate and share that with um, everyone. Because when people meet me, they don't say, oh, you look like you was born down south on the farm. Uh-huh. <laughs> they never, <laughs> ever guess that. So, you know, just to share with people where I came from, where some of the thought processes may come from, people mm-hmm. wonder certain things. And I'm proud of everything, the good, bad, and ugly. Yes. So, you know, I don't mind sharing. Yes. You know, the thing, I, I sit back and I found that my family actually came from Edistal Island, South Carolina. Okay. And my grandfather's, my grandfather's family, they were, they had land after slavery and they grew they grew, you know, they were sharecroppers mm-hmm. and they grew their own food and they mm-hmm. sold their food. And, you know, so that that makes you feel good oh, making to like know that corn liquor and no muscadine wine. I don't you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't hear the story, but I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. you know, because my grandfather was something else. But what was funny is my mother, my mother had the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother and father made wine in the basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We that had a it. we had a nightclub in our basement over off of Chalmers and so, Jefferson. So, yeah. You know, my father um, was an entertainer, so mm-hmm. you know he would yeah, say, "Yeah, they come with the live, yeah, yeah they would come, come with the, the live music and, yeah. and everything." He was in a doo wop group called the Five Dollars, okay. and then they had an R and B version of their group called the Don Wands, okay. and they would book themselves on the same show as two different groups, and mm-hmm. as the Don Wands, they just put like the the green mask over their eyes <laughs> and they come out in different color suits with mm-hmm. the roses and stuff. <laughs> so they kind of okay. got double their money for the for one show, you See? know, Why? and You're my innovative, mother creative, you got to think outside the box. My mother yeah. used to cut poodles, dye poodles. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother took a job as a butcher so that my she could too. learn how to butcher meat. Mm-hmm. And then once she learned everything she needed, we had a meat saw. We had everything in our kitchen. And my mother would buy a half a cow or whatever and butcher it up mm-hmm. and sell meat. You know? <laughs> yeah. So we had we had pigs and chicken. We yeah. had all that. Apple trees, plum trees, smokehouse. So, yeah. So that's probably, you know, those southern roots. Mm-hmm. Although they were here in Detroit. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, we're not going to go hungry. Like, we're yes. going to figure it out. Don't make it happen. Everybody got a story. Even, like, <laughs> mine is different. My grandfather, on my mom's side, he was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. He actually owned the only automotive shop in town. He was the only mechanic really? in, in Marks, Mississippi at the time. All right. And my grandmother at the time, she was the actual cook for... Sally to say all the white people she was cooking for, and mm-hmm. she was like the best cook in town. She went clean houses and cooked all their food and everything. She was a very good cook too. Loved it. Homemade everything. Oh wow! So she was good. And then on my dad's side, I didn't know my grandfather. He had passed before I was born. But my grandmother, her job was to basically be a homemaker. Mm-hmm. She kept everybody kids, all the children's kids, mm-hmm. and we got a military family. They went to the army. She raised all of us. I mean, some of us thought we was all sisters and brothers. Didn't even know we was cousins. <laughs> we, you know, we learned all those values by growing up together. So my family is like real tight knit when it comes to all of us growing up together. Mm-hmm. We do the family reunions and everything. And she taught us about. Going to school, that was a priority. Taking care of your business, being responsible, put Getting your business education. first, take care of yes. your priorities, play later. Mm-hmm. And those are things that I learned from her, even though she was a homemaker, but she had a very good job because her job raised very good kids. Yes. And I loved it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is you look at the people in our lives who have instilled so much in us, mm-hmm. and then we come together like this. Mm-hmm. You know, we bring all of that knowledge into into the community. When you started our own Wall Street, <laughs> I was like, "Go, on, girl!" <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, everybody's really excited. I haven't really, I really haven't did what I want to do with that yet because I'm waiting on the five hundred one c three, which is very soon, probably within a week or so. Okay. <clears throat> so I like to do things in order, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't want to take donations or anything, you know, just in case something goes wrong, which I'm sure it won't, mm-hmm. but it's almost done. But 
that's what I want to do first. So that's why so much passion and all that behind it. But everybody that knows anything about it is just like excited and waiting. They want to join. They want to participate. Wait. I'm excited too. Um, I was yeah, like, so. I want to be on the board. I was like, well, we're not done. We're not done. <laughs> so our advisory board, you know, we have our um, mm-hmm. board of directors, so we'll definitely have advisory boards and everything. And um, I've just been getting like community partnerships mm-hmm. and trying to plant those seeds to say, this is what we're doing. And I didn't want to give it a color. Um, I didn't want to give it a place because hopefully it can go everywhere, the yes. whole world. You yes. Know? yes, yes. Because it's going to take all of us to come together. Yeah, to come together and circulate the wealth amongst all of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and, and I didn't even, you know, think of like, well, it has to be for underserved or whatever because um, people that's not underserved can come in and teach. You know they may not they may not know simple things that we think they should know. Right. Um, Excel, Word, and all that because these kids are using their phones for everything or different other apps, and so they haven't gotten to where we had to learn how to type or mm-hmm. um, tell time. You know That's they know true. digital time, so That's it's true. just like some of that stuff. Getting back to the basics and making sure that people. Um, when we talk about, you know, maybe they can't read. So I got somebody at Wayne State that wants to partner with me to teach adults how to read. Mm-hmm. But we can also have kids and adults in that same setting. So that foundation is being built at the same time because we want to create a space of, like, privacy and comfort. Um, so, you know, as they learn to read, they could maybe help the kids. So mm-hmm. it's all still circulating, whether it's money or knowledge or whatever it is we want to circulate and empower. That's awesome. Yeah. You just gave me a great idea to that, too. I think I might partner with you because I can actually donate some laptops and we can teach children how to use the computers, how to yeah. use Word, Excel, yeah. know what Windows is, how to get on the Internet and all those basic things and troubleshooting right. PCs. So that actually will and, work. Yeah, and that's what Coach, the real Coach Carter said when he came. I met him through Sharon Madison, okay. the owner of the Madison building. And he said, you know, Detroit has a lot of great ideas. And he's like, it's a lot of people duplicating each other. He said, but if some of you just came together, right? you know, you will get more grant money because it's coming to you. You know, your whole program, and you will get a lot further. So, Love uh, Logical's on board. So. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Love Logical's so he told on me, board. So when you get it together, make sure you give me a call. I still have his phone number. I'm not sure I'm going <laughs> to approach this, but I'm much better ask for people money now. So they told me, you know, if you want to be in business, you, you have to ask for donations or sponsorships, and you have to take that um, – Personal, what we have learned, you don't ask people for money. You don't ask for things like we had to take that um, out of the business part of it because, you know, those things can be written off and you're not really big. You're trying to grow your business and mm-hmm. partner and collaborate. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, I normally don't ask for help when it comes to my, you know, my events and things like that. Mm-hmm. But recently I had an event Sunday before last. It was Love Logical, Hair for Dance, Barbershop Talks. Okay. And we actually went to the, to the um, Methodist Children's Home Society in Redford with barbers, um, with mentors, okay. with uh, motivational speakers, entrepreneurs, males, because there's 50 males in residence there that's in foster care. Some of them are wards of the state. Others there are waiting for adoption. But we cut all 50 males' hair. Uh, And while we were there mentoring them, you know, and I had, you know, two times Focus was there. Um, Flip 8 came. She came just to kind of, you know, she was there as giving a woman's perspective. I had her and my daughter answering the questions on what women like. So they had the perspective (laughs) of a... Of a younger woman and then a perspective of a little bit older, but not not my age. Because, you know, right. they didn't care about what I think. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she don't know. She went out of the game too long. But that, I mean. But it, and was, that's, it was awesome. And that's good because, um, like, when I talk to my sons um, or, you know, people, period, it's like this generation, they haven't been taught about um, rejection no. and things like that. So hearing from somebody close to their age or young, it teaches them that because, uh Boundaries and rejection, that's 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 going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you need to know 
that it's okay to be rejected. <laughs> that's not the end. It's right. going to happen. It's and respect lesson. people's boundaries in their personal space. So if we could work on some of those just as, you know, the foundation, the fundamentals yes. of yes. beginning of being um, puberty and all that, mm-hmm. to get back to some of those basics. Everybody okay. say the old school doesn't work, but some of the old school stuff does work. Um it you know, respect. A, the, some of the old school stuff is missing in the foundation of the children now. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is missing. And they need that foundation, Yeah, you know, and even with the boys and talking to them, we had a captive audience and we took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the both barber colleges in Detroit stepped up, yeah. you know, and All sent right. people Shout out there. to them. Shout out to them, you know. Shout out to... Um, Oh, that poor man's name, just Sherrod, you know, Um, and just it was just so many people that came. My kids were there. My son was there. My son shared his story, something he had never done publicly before. But he shared his story about when he was 16 and thought that he had a best friend. And, you know, a, a girl basically came between the two of them. You know, and he ended up getting jumped over a girl. Yeah, and those things happen. Yeah, and those things happen. And Mm -hmm. the guys were like, they were like, really? That happened? And he's like, yeah, you know, things happen like that, you know. Mm -hmm. So we do. You're so right. You know, we need to go back to the basics. If you ever do one for girls, I'll be more than glad to be a motivational speaker. Every other month. And (laughs) I I can make sure. It's the first week in May. (laughs) 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 There will be hair dance in Oak Park at B's Vanity. for. I do it for boys, too. Definitely. All right. Yeah, because yeah, we both were teenage moms. So, exactly. I so mean, I we, we tell you back and forth up front. And then, you know, some things just to be preventive, to teach them about loyalty or, again, that's rejection. Like, okay, your friend, quote, unquote, stole your girlfriend or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, move on. Move Make on. a decision. Yeah, was that friend worth it? And keep it moving. Like, that's not the end. Yeah, and you know, the that's, funny a, that's thing a learning is, moment. He was trying to explain to them that he didn't even <clears throat> like the girl. The girl <laughs> liked him. So she she lied and mm-hmm. said that he was trying to talk to her. And I was I was laughing because as he was talking, I was remembering how often she used to call our house. You know, we didn't have the cell phones mm-hmm. um, on us all the time. We still had a house phone. Right. And I used to say, sweetie, if he wants to call you, he'll call you. Stop calling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, our kids don't understand rejection, and that's why we have so many of our young males abusing. So angry. Angry and abusing these young girls Mm -hmm. because they don't want to give their phone number. It's Mm -hmm. like no one has to give you their number if they don't want to. Right, and after I give it to you, how are you going to make me answer the phone? Right, (laughs) right. It's it's like, yeah, we had to start from the beginning. If that person doesn't want to be bothered. I mean, that that applies to a lot of things, business. Mm Anything. So, yes, like I said, if we can get them puberty stage where they can really understand what we're seeing. Because I try to teach my daughter, uh, she wants to love the world. Mm-hmm. The world's not going to, not everybody in the world's going to love you back. Correct. And they're not going to understand that you're kind. But I don't want her to turn cold-hearted or anything like that. So I try to teach her difference. But, you know, she has to learn, too, because um, with her being in middle school, I've had to battle it out reteaching her what I've taught her whole life against what Shelly said or Patrice said or but I thank God that she trusts me enough to come back and say hey well she said this um STI stands for sexually transmitted um infection or whatever mm-hmm. so she all three of my kids are just really open when it comes to talking to me uh sometimes when I even want it but uh, yeah. <laughs> Some of the things, like my son, uh, my youngest son, when he was younger, um, he had met Kwame Kilpatrick. And Kwame told me, like, oh, you have to watch out for this one because, you know, he just, um, I can tell he's the one. And he's going to end up in jail. What? Yeah. He, oh, wow. Yeah, he said that. And um, Wow. My son was like a little Dennis the Menace, but it was never jail. <laughs> but not, it was, yeah. He was just managed with the old people called in school, mm-hmm. but not with us. He was a young and man so, with hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he was really confident back then, too. And he was like, Mama, we were riding somewhere. He was like, I'm going to be the mayor of Detroit. And so my oldest son told him, like, oh, this, you better make sure I have a job when you come <laughs> there. And so time gone, Kwame on trial, he goes to jail. And he's like, Mama, remember when Kwame said that? Now, look, who went to jail? Me and Kwame. <laughs> 
I said, yeah. I said, yeah, we should have known. He was out there with them gator shoes and we out at the park cleaning up. But mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Um, I do like Kwame. And I and I, I feel bad that, you know, he, he has that up. much time and he's yeah. away from his family like that. So not the, uh, you know. Anything. It's a lot of time for someone to get, especially yeah. in today's world where you see the time. difference in the time yeah. that people are getting. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it, <laughs> when, when you're a powerful force, people are really fearful of you. And I and I know that one of the fears I've heard so many times, if he ran for mayor again, you know, will he win? I think he probably would. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, just to, you know, give you an example, like, of just kids, though, like their thoughts. Um, but with that youngest one that I was telling you, mm-hmm. Um, that he really, him and his brother both asked me about, you know, when they first had sex, are we going to talk about it? So this is the innocence of the kids. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't talk about it when they did it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. We had to go there. <laughs> but he asked me, he said, Mom, have you ever had a one-night stand? I'm like, okay, now this is where the TV going to have to stop. But, mm-hmm. you know, as a parent, I'm like, no, and you shouldn't either because he was watching some movie about spring break. So a lot of stuff that my kids were watching in, and that these girls or boys are watching, like, the reality TV. Mm-hmm. They think that's real. I, they do. Right. And that's not real. <laughs> it's it's a staged so, it's a stage show. Yeah. And they don't, they don't get that. Yeah, and the, unfortunately, our kids are not learning right from wrong and reality from and, fiction. Now. And how to carry themselves. Yes. Um, it's nothing wrong with a woman with a beautiful body presenting herself and all that. But... This is this is not my real life. I don't get up, you know, with the lash. I don't judge other people who can, but they're trying to keep up with something that's not real. And so, you know, we have to, uh, I don't know, we have to encourage them and, you know, let them know you're beautiful just where you are, like with pretty brown girls. That's why I love pretty brown girls. Mm-hmm. It teaches them that you're beautiful inside out, just the way you are. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so we as parents or non-parents, we... When we see these kids, just a simple hello, beautiful, mm-hmm. will make their day because you don't know what they've been through, you know. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So, yes. you know, I, I make sure daughters. that I'm always um, confident, no matter who child it is. Hey, handsome young men, treat them with respect or approach them that same way because you may be the only kind face they see that day. I do that, too, because yeah. it's it's important. It's really important. And I, I'm a nurturing woman. And it was so funny when we were at the <laughs> at the Methodist, you know, home. With the boys, there was one boy, and he's walking in his pants. I'm like, pull your pants up. And he turned around, looked at me. He pulled the pants up, tightened up that belt. I didn't have to tell him the rest of the day <laughs> to pull his pants up at all. So I was like, okay, somebody taught him. Mm-hmm. Somebody taught him, you know. Yeah. And it was it was some really nice young men there. People, don't be afraid to foster teenage boys and teenage girls because – you know, don't stereotype because everybody right. doesn't have problems. There are some really mannerable kids that are into their education. There's entrepreneurs. There's so much that's out there. There's young girls who have their babies, but they don't have people that want to take them and their babies in. Mm-hmm. Take them in. Teach them how to be a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, be a love logical parent. You and know? if you can take them in, you know. You can still always mentor anybody anywhere. You can mentor, at. and so. they do. There's 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 boys there that you know would love to have mentors. Mm-hmm. Would love to have mentors. Seeing the looks on their faces after they got their hair cut, and there's boys there of all different ethnicities. So it's not just you know it's not just black. It's black. It's white. It's Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You know you have um, a few people from the Middle East that's there. There are boys from all different walks of life there. And I was really surprised. It's the Methodist Children's Home Society. And it's in Redford on Six Mile. And those are boys that are from all over metropolitan Detroit. I know what Mm -hmm. it is. It's on the side. Yes. And when, yeah, when you see it, you see this large, large house that's there. But when you drive to the back, Mm-hmm. It's it's like going into like I said I call it Harry Potter land back there because uh-huh. you don't expect to see all the little houses they have their you know, their sports their basketball they have movies outside oh, in wow. the summertime they have a lot of land to play baseball and football and 
it's really a nice place. And anyone out there, if you don't have a record, you're looking for a job, they are hiring. They are hiring. They're looking for people to come in and help with the kids. And the one thing that we noticed is the majority of the staff, they're women. And these boys need men around them. Exactly. They need men. So men, please. It's the Methodist Home, Methodist Children's Home Society. And look them up because they are definitely hiring. I would tell my son that. Yeah. It It was a really good experience. It really was, okay. you know, but I was telling you that I normally don't ask for donations. But when we had one month to prepare for this, because March 17th was the only day that was really available in March. Otherwise, we would have had to push it back to May. Uh-huh. I didn't want to push it back to May. Right. So we pulled this together in a month's time. Uh-huh. And I had people who donated, donated snacks I have I have enough snacks left over from the donations that I received for the next two hair for dance events. Oh wow! You know, yeah, they donated beverages, donated pizzas. Yeah, you know, so it was just it was really Sometimes nice. We got to get out our own way because it's people out there. Yes. that always want to help. Yes, and they're looking for opportunities to help, mentor, do different things mm-hmm. to um, help someone else. So. Yeah, we have to get out of our pride. We have to get out of our pride. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we also have to look. Detroit is a large city, but there are also businesses that we can, entrepreneurs that we can align ourselves with that's also outside of the city who really wants to help more. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, that's that's why our own Wall Street doesn't have a place. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one of the things that... um, that I think about all the time. Detroit, yes, we, we have a lot going on. We have a lot of resources. But all the people that are coming into Detroit from the outside receiving those resources when they register their business there, mm-hmm. what are you missing in your own city? Right. And so um, I was thinking about exploring that myself um, just to increase my business and also to let them know not that we can't share, but at the same time, if you're not taking advantage of what's going on in your business, how can you help me grow? Right. You know? Right. Exactly. So you, you would, and I know Oakland County probably has tons of resources just for um, entrepreneurs. So that was one of the things that I was going to start working on too. Uh, just seeing what else is out there because I know most of what's going on in Detroit, but just to see what's on the outside and see how receptive they would be. As me, a Detroiter, you know, coming to um, look for resources in the, um, the different cities. I want you to look at two places. Okay. One is the Grace Center for Hope in Pontiac. It's a homeless shelter in Pontiac that's there for women and is for families. They're for families. And they have actually built an entire neighborhood of people who have grown and graduated out of the one-year program. So they've gone from being homeless to homeowners. Awesome. And they help this. And, I mean, they have, like, 50 houses. And what's the name again? It's called the Grace Grace Centers for Hope. And it's, it's an awesome, awesome project that they've done. They've done a great job. Because it's not often that you see a homeless to to homeowner program that is extremely successful like theirs is. Okay. Yeah, I have a friend, um, Tamika Ramsey Mm -hmm. in Pontiac, and she's actually um, the person that... um, leads the Black Women's Roundtable here. Mm-hmm. So she she does a lot in Pontiac, mm-hmm. and that's where she grew up. So um, eventually, you know, doing more business things with her, she helped me start in my business. And, um, yeah, so that's a good place to start, too. Also, Flint. Like, I want to know, um, they have to have resources and everything that's either on the way mm-hmm. or something we can go there and start. Yes. I was just asked <clears throat> um, yesterday. If I'd be willing to work with some salons up in that area for hair for dents. And I said, of course, because I've also, um, I'm talking about we're going to be doing one in Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. So hair for dents is actually starting to take off on its own. And that's where we do 
like I said, foster, and we actually do homeless children's here for free too, but I don't market it when we do their hair. Right. You yeah. know, because I don't, uh, it's not a spectator, respect. it's not right. a spectator right. sport. And yeah. some people don't have the, the right thought process when they just want to come and be there just yeah. to be there. If you're right. volunteering or something, that's one thing, but we just don't need people stopping by. And, mm-hmm. you know, we want to make sure that, that they have a privacy, privacy because exactly. of their, you know, their mothers and everything, you know, you don't know what's going on within the family. Exactly. Right. But there's another place I'd like you to look at. It's called the well of Waterford. And the well of Waterford is an old Victorian house that's been, been converted into a place for women and girls to go um, and, you know, they go and they do arts and crafts. Um, they have an area where they can just chill out and watch television. It's not open 24-7. You can book events there like teas and things like that. So I would actually like to have a tea there because sometimes children need to come out of Detroit mm-hmm. so they can actually see the difference of life different places. Exactly. The same way children from the suburbs need to come to Detroit so they can see there's nothing for them to be afraid of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, or the rural areas because sub- suburban and rural areas are really different to me. Like one is extra country. And, you know, so yeah. this this all. I love it. I, I do yeah. love it. And I love being able to. you're in Rochester. I'm in Rochester. Right. Yes. You know, and I, I moved out there because, you know, working at Chrysler, it was it was closer to it's me close. for the tech center. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to get an emergency phone call that something was going on with my daughter and I had to deal with traffic and everything else to get to her. Right. I never judge anyone for wherever mm-hmm. they live. I just know I don't want to live in Alabama anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So rural areas and suburbs do not impress me. I don't like it. I love Detroit. I love I the too. noise. I love the city feel. I love how close things are. So I absolutely love Detroit. Um, great deals here on houses. In yes, Detroit. there <laughs> are Very great deals. There yeah. are some really good deals, and people don't understand the neighborhoods. There's some really nice neighborhoods. Oh, my neighborhood in is Detroit. so colorful now. Yeah, it's so colorful. Yes, it's yeah. amazing. Janelle's going to be going to college in 2020, mm-hmm. and I will more than likely I'm going to move back down to the city, mm-hmm. to where I can be near the water. Mm-hmm. And everything because I'm, I'm a water person. I love I water. Love water too. Yeah, I love just to look at the water. I used to live on Charmers. Um, Where all the way at the end, the little side street, the corner house. Which one? Take Charmers all the way down. Yeah, it ends right there. Right at the very house. at the tip, it's, the White right. House at the at the end. It's a brick house that was right on the corner. Yeah, I stayed there. When? Oh gosh, when was that? That was just no. recently, no, about four, four, or five, four or five years ago. Oh wow! I was living in there before I got the house that I purchased now on this side because my girlfriend straight across the street and behind her was the straits where the boats would go. Through yeah, the canal to to water. Exactly. I was I was born and raised down there. Yep, I was there and I loved it. It was quiet. It was peaceful. Yep, yep. born and, and raised say, down there. On the east side, it's just so wild and ghetto. I'm like, no, it was so beautiful. No, mm-hmm. I could sit out there at nighttime on my porch. At the top part of it, I can see the fireworks. I'm at the water. I can go walk to the water, walk to the park. I see pheasants. I've never seen pheasants in my life until I lived over there. Oh, I've never it, seen wolves running by until I lived there. It's just beautiful. Yes. The nature yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, I love the, it over there. People don't realize the Hare Krishna mansion down that way has a really nice restaurant inside. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up born and raised down there. Okay. Yes, okay. I'm a Chalmers girl. Well, I definitely yeah. like it. Yeah. So we got we got five minutes left here. So one of the things that I want Shanita to share, share with them the businesses that you have oh, yeah. that's going to really help with the city. Um, well, I have Optimal Virtual Staffing Solution. So that's my for-profit. And um, with the entrepreneur boom, um, I wanted to make sure that those people who don't need a full-time person or someone in the office – um, our support is for the business owner. Mm-hmm. So um, the established business owner. So they've grown to a point where they don't have time to keep up with certain admin things anymore or get prepared for projects or deal with um, event management. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All we'll customize um, services. You know, it, it's just no limit legally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of what we'll help them do. So, okay, yeah, that's what we do on our for-profit side for the established business owner. We're how, do they get, how do they get to you? Um, you can go to our website, 
optimal virtual staffing solution, and there's no S because we're the only solution. And <laughs> our phone number is 313-744-3834. And again, optimal virtual staffing solution. And repeat that phone number again, please. Sure, it's 313-744-3834. Okay, and your nonprofit? And my nonprofit, um, keep an eye on that. We should um, be back out in public in May, but that's our own Wall Street. And that um, website is going to be ourownwallstreet.org. I can't, I can't, you know, whatever. Every time you say Our Own Wall Street, I think of Idlewild for some reason. (laughs) 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 I want to go to the Idlewild Film Festival this year. And, okay, Tam, how do we get a hold of you? Are you out public yet? I am public, All right, Northeast tell us Regional what Management. Doing. You can reach me at, I handle a variety of things from, like I say, truck driving, tow driving, lawn services, and IT consultant. Whether you just want to know whether or not you need to do this, you need to know how your network is set up, anything, I can consult with you and give you that information. I can be reached at 313-878-6800. Okay, give it to us again. 313-878-6800. Working on my website right now. Okay, that sounds good. And I want to say thank you for coming on today. I truly enjoyed um, our us. conversation. And thank you for having us. Yes, I appreciate I'm it. telling you, this, these are women that are doing it out here in, in, in the world. You know, they may be starting in metropolitan Detroit. You know, Tam's, you know, she's got the Atlanta and everything else going on. You know, these are love logical. They're my love logical sisters. You know, it's we have to stick together as entrepreneurs and we have to be willing to accept each other's strengths as well as help each other with the weaknesses. And that's one of the things that really got me to to love Shanita because (laughs) she she will help you make your weaknesses into strengths. And you can talk to her and be honest with her and not be afraid of your business getting out in the street. Mm-hmm. So I exactly. truly, truly appreciate that. And that's one thing, sisters, we, we, need to, we need to stick together. And I'm finding this more and more, you know. So today's episode is, is basically being brought to you by God's Got Your Back, GGYB, with Ayana. And so if you look at, just go on Facebook and look for God's Got Your Back and actually have her um, her bracelet on today, the nice. God's Got Your Back bracelet that she oh, made beautiful. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I comment, I complimented her on her bracelet and she gave it to me. So, okay. you know, that's, that's, that's a true sister and she's been there for me too. So thank you everybody and we're looking forward to seeing you next Tuesday right here at Love Logical. DNA Not Required podcast, where we're biological by nature, but we're love logical by choice. But as always, DNA Not Required. Thank you. All right.